This is URN Sport. Hello and welcome to Touchdown, URN Sports Guide to the NFL. It's April and Dom here and we are back for the second season, second year. Um, I mean, Dom is going into second year of uni. I'm going into third year, so stressful times. But we're really excited <laughs> to get this podcast uh, back up and running. Uh, and today we're going to be previewing week one, which is coming up in only a few days. Uh, you're very excited, Dom? I am so excited. It's been so long since the NFL sort of came to an end with the Super Bowl. What a rubbish Super Bowl it was. I'm sorry, April, about that. Uh, she's wearing a Chiefs jersey. Well, I'm just so excited that football's coming back. I'm going to be staying up for the Thursday game because uh, when is that? That's up one in the morning. And hopefully if you're a new NFL fan, we'll, we'll be sort of guiding you through, if you want to become an NFL fan, how to stay up late to watch sometimes demoralising losses. But the game, the first game is a good game. It's the champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys, a sort of the Manchester United of the NFL. So it should be a good game, that. Yeah, a good game to start with. And I'm very tempted to stay up, even though I do have work <laughs> at 9am the next day. Maybe not sensible, might have to take the day off, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> we're going to start with going through some news from the summer. Uh, the last podcast we did was like around the draft sort of time talking about like the new young players coming up and who's got selected into which teams so I mean the main players obviously are the quarterbacks from that draft have you heard good things about the young quarterbacks who do you think is gonna make a good impression this year well I'm really worried because the Miami Dolphins my team who you'll be hearing a lot about listener um, they've been in the AFC East so that is the division of the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, and the New England Patriots. Now, even if you aren't an NFL fan, you would have heard of the New England Patriots dominant six Super Bowls since 2000, I want to say. They've been absolutely dominant with a quarterback called Tom Brady. Tom Brady's now left. And for the first time, the Patriots in a long time were sort of rudderless. But now they've drafted a QB, Mac Jones, and he looks very much like Tom Brady. And it's very scary. Just the way he holds the ball, just the way he looks downfield. I'm worried that Belichick, their head coach, is crafting another absolute diamond of NFL, of the NFL. And I just don't, I was, I really enjoyed the Patriots being rubbish. So I'm not looking forward to them being I good think, again. I think everyone kind of enjoyed the Patriots being a little bit rubbish, for sure. Yeah. So like last year, they had Cam Newton as their quarterback and they drafted Mac Jones, like Dom said. So people thought it was going to be, you know, a competition between these two quarterbacks, but it ended up that Cam Newton actually got cut from the team completely. So I was really shocked at that. I thought he would have been the backup and Mac Jones would have been the starter, but Cam Newton is nowhere to be seen. So definitely Mac Jones is going to play and it feels like he Cam, is going to be the next Tom Brady. Cam has had a very interesting summer. Um, I've, you'd expect someone who's been to the Super Bowl, been an MVP for the season, to fit in with the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick and there's problems with vaccinations has Cam Newton had it has he not and it's all sort of spilled out and one thing about the NFL is you have to work within the team it's very rare you get a real standout person who doesn't really work with the team and it's obvious what's happened is Cam Newton's gotten a bit a bit too big for his boots and he's been chucked out and luckily they've drafted someone in Mac Jones 
who could be this future. Is there any young quarterbacks you're excited for April this year? Yeah, I mean, we were speaking a bit before about Justin Fields. He's been drafted by the Bears and yeah, it's not confirmed that he's going to be starting. They still have Andy Dalton, who's like a veteran. He's been around for ages. He's like a solid middle of the ground kind of player, but he's not going to be elite, whereas they're hoping that uh, Justin Fields is going to come up to be the next big, exciting talent. So I'm excited to see when he starts. And pretty similar with Trey Lance at the 49ers, kind of a little bit of a similar situation in that he's probably not going to start in week one. It will still be Jimmy Broppolo, who's been around for a, a bit, maybe not as long as Andy Dalton, but he's still like an experienced quarterback. Um, and Trey Lance has to sort of, you know, usurp that. And when he gets playing, he has great players around him. So I think he could be a real star of this year. I really loved him even watching a few clips like before the draft. So seeing more from the preseason, he looks like he has a really like, really strong arm. So another sort of drama from the off season was about Aaron Rodgers. And he was really, I would want to say, just stirring trouble up where there was none because he kept saying that he like wanted to leave. He was like demanding that they let him go to another team. But after all is said and done, he's still going to be playing for the Packers. Do you think too much drama has happened like is he going to fall out with the teammates or with the fans is he annoyed people I, I he is the de- he's almost like the Harry Kane of the NFL he wants to leave his trophyless well not trophyless in the, well trophyless in the past few years it's fair to say Green Bay Packers to go and win a ring he's only won one ring and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era the Packers have a really weird history with quarterbacks they've had Brett Favre and Bart Starr who are the greatest quarterbacks arguably in that division and it's fair to say when it gets to the 17th season with those players they've left in really bad favor with the club and it literally almost mirrored with Aaron Rodgers who was going on the American version of catchphrase and (laughs) causing trouble saying he wants to leave on Twitter after a disappointing NFC championship loss which is the semi-finals really and it all just got a bit mucky and it sort of sizzled down and calmed itself down but I just think He's too professional, is Aaron Rodgers, to waste another season. He's quite old. He's quite fragile. He's not going to want to sulk his way through one of his last seasons. So it's going to be awkward. I'm going to be honest with the Packers fans. They are a loving fan base, but I'm sure they can turn. But I, I just don't see Aaron Rodgers sulking this one out. He's too much of a professional. And also, he's too desperate to get a ring. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning have also been in his sort of time frame and taken rings from him. He's been in an absolute golden period for quarterbacks. And this is his sort of last chance, I think, in the last two years of his career where he can get another ring. He's only won one. But yeah, I, I'm going to say the Packers are still a dominant force this year. Yeah, I agree. You said about him being old. He is 37. And maybe <laughs> it is the last two years of his career, but Tom Brady is still going age 44. So you know, if Rogers was to go on like that, he could be playing another five, six years, which I don't know if it's likely, but he definitely is desperate to win. Like you said, he is going to still try his absolute best to make sure that his team wins, even if, you know, at first it was like he didn't want to win with the Packers. He wanted to win with a different team. But now he's there, I guess, you know, he just has to take what he's got and do the best he can, which is going to be a still a very high high level quarterback you know this was the MVP from last season so he's still going to play amazing you know I would say it's like 
for people who maybe don't know the NFL, like at the quarterback position, you can be quite old and still do well. You know, there's not going to be a massive drop off this year, maybe, you know, a slight decline, but I really doubt that. Moving on to a few other quick stories just to wrap up is that there have been some injury problems in Green Bay with the offensive line. Their starting left tackle um, has been injured, I think maybe an ACL, but basically the offensive line are the people who protect the quarterback. So that's potentially an issue for Aaron Rodgers now that a few of his offensive line are injured. Um, another player that's injured is Michael Thomas with the New Orleans Saints. Now there's lots of drama going on right now in New Orleans because of the hurricane and they're not going to be playing their home game at home, which is going to be an impact for them, surely. And now they're not going to have Michael Thomas either. I don't know if it's the whole season, but it's definitely quite a long time because he's had surgery like in the last six weeks when he could have had this surgery back in February or March, but he chose to have it so late. So that's another thing just to impact their team. But obviously everyone in New Orleans needs to rally around because it's such a disaster with the hurricane at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, obviously New Orleans has been decimated by hurricanes before just before the NFL season in 2006 I want to say they played all their games on the road because the super but uh, the superdome was out of action due to what was the name of the hurricane oh, hurricane oh, Katrina hurricane Katrina there we go someone's got geography at level in their bag um and so the Saints are sort of used to this they're playing at Jaguars field which isn't too far away in comparison for the rest of the NFL, but still you lose a precious home game. And the Superdome that they play in, the Saints, is just one of the best stadiums for home advantage. It's just so loud. And noise is so important in the NFL because play calling, um, so obviously when you line up, you've probably seen it before, the players will say 32 red or whatever. If they can't hear that because of the crowd, they're obviously at a disadvantage of the opposition. So to lose that fan base, to lose that really close uh, environment of noise, it's going to be really difficult for the Packers to lose a home game. And when they're playing away from home, thinking about, uh, is their family safe at this? Is the fan base safe? It's going to play on their mind, especially when they've lost Drew Brees, an absolute hero of the game. And they've got James Winston instead. Ugh, James Winston... Yeah, not a great The last time we saw Jameis Winston, he was throwing like 30 picks per season. Yeah. So it's yeah. potentially going to be a disaster, but you still it's kind of have to hope. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> I love it could potentially be all right because the coaching staff <laughs> could help him, but there's still the potential of it being a disaster. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. But I mean, you know, on the field, they want some, they want some success on the field, you know give people a bit of hope and like something to rally around and then also um you mentioned earlier that the first game of the season is the Cowboys and the Cowboys quarterback is Dak Prescott he was out for almost all of last year with an ankle injury it was really horrible Mm. to sort of see and disgusting kind of the bone was coming out or something um and that injury is all healed now but during camp he's had a shoulder injury so he hasn't played that much or practiced that much but do you think that would impact him a bit or he's still gonna you know overcome and play like to his full ability I don't think it's the injury he should worry about it's the lack of reps um the reps being repetitions uh and just for the new fans so basically he's playing against the Bucks the Bucks who dominated arguably the greatest quarterback at the moment Patrick Mahomes with what four picks was it four five picks picks being interceptions and someone who hasn't practiced barely played in the preseason 
versus one of the best defences or defences in the league. On opening night, under that much amount of pressure, um, it's not going to be pretty. You've got to get running backs moving. Ezekiel Elliott, he was an absolute beast. He's got to run his heart out because otherwise this could be a really bad night for the America's team, as they like to know, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and the Cowboys are away from home as well. So that's just like a little extra thing just to create more pressure. You know, they're playing away. It's going to be a big atmosphere with the Bucks. you know, the reigning Super Bowl champions, you know, coming back home. And yeah, Dak being maybe at 100% in terms of his like physical fitness, but maybe not 100% in terms of mental fitness and mm. having, you know, the practice in your bag, you know, practice makes perfect. And without the practice, can he be perfect? I doubt it. So it's definitely going to be a challenge for the Cowboys, but they're obviously, they have lots of star power on offense and they're going to hope they're going to do all right. And I do think that game is going to be entertaining. Do you have any other injuries you or news you want to bring up before we move on? I just want to hear your opinion on Deshaun Watson. He's had an absolute awful, awful uh, off-season, not because of injuries. I think there's been 24 alleged accounts of sexual assault from different massage parlours, from 24 different women. <sighs> April, I want to hear your opinion on this because... It's very, you often hear quite a lot of stories of domestic abuse and sexual assault from some of the players. How is it as a female viewer of the NFL and a female fan to hear stories like this? Does it put you off the league at all? I won't say it puts me off the league. I mean, it's just like one player and, you know, it does happen occasionally. But at the same time, obviously, recently in the Premier League, there's been the whole story about Benjamin Mendy. And I think that's kind of worse in that, like, he was being charged with like three counts of rape and like no one really knew about it and he was still playing games. Whereas in this situation, like Deshaun Watson has been charged, I think 22 or 24 times and I think maybe 18 of them are criminal cases. It's kind of confusing how the American justice system works, but the fact that there are criminal cases, like this is a criminal investigation, not just civil. To be fair, I think just today, the Texans, his team did announce that he's not going to be playing but he's still on the team. He's on the 53-man team. So he's getting paid. Um, so he's still technically being, you know, a player. He's still technically a player in the NFL and he's being paid and he's still like, you know, a big public presence. And maybe he's like going into the facility and interacting with the teammates and stuff. And I feel like maybe the NFL as a whole can't really take a stance on it until the legal system takes a stance on it. But obviously the legal system probably takes forever. So Will this get resolved this year? No. Will it get resolved by the start of 22 season? Probably still that's an unlikely situation. It's just kind of like hard for the league to take a stance, basically. But I do wish that they could, like the NFL as a whole could just say, you're not allowed to play. You're not allowed to be on the team. You just have to like go away until it's dealt with. I wish they could Mm -hmm. say that, but I don't think they can because like you said, it is innocent until proven guilty and they have to wait for the legal system to like do its work first. Yeah, it, and I I can see if you are a new NFL listener or you're just tuning in because you're on the URN feed, the NFL does get a lot of criticism for its players' conduct. You'll of course you'll have heard of OJ Simpson. We promise you the league isn't that bad. There are bad people, but I I think that is. But there's a bad people everywhere, and yeah. I think obviously the NFL is so big. There are 32 teams with 53 players plus all the practice squad, plus all the coaches, plus like everyone associated. There's so many people that there's going to be a small percentage that are like bad people doing criminal 
generally bad things like the same as in kind of any sports league but you're right it probably does get quite a lot of publicity and that's definitely yeah. you know a very small minority yeah and but obviously in the UK media you will hear the bad stuff and that is right that you hear stories like Sean Watson and OJ Simpson but you won't hear about stuff like JJ Watt raising over a million dollars for a flood in 2018 where he Houston got really badly hit by a flood and a hurricane and he raised over 100 million or not 100 million lots of money lots of food care packages for kids and every year there's the Walter Payton award where every team nominates one charity uh one player who's got a charity pretty much every player has their own charity and they get a little badge so if you see someone I'm not sure who won it this year but there will be a player out in week one wearing a little badge of a player wearing sort of sort of anorak it's fair to say it's what is it it's sort of a cloak a sort of um, rainproof cloak, not to make him sound too magical, but that is the Walter Payton Award. And yeah, so there is a lot of good going on in the NFL. There's, a, It's really important for, let's be honest, racial relations in America. It's really, it's, there's a good, um, there's a good documentary on the NFL Network and on Sky Sports, the Super Bowl that never was about how the NFL stood up to racism in some of the, let's face it, some of the more racist states in America uh, in the 90s. But yeah, the NFL is usually a power for good. April, you're looking at me to say you know who won the Walter Payton Award. Who was it? It was Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I don't have any more info on that, but it was him. He probably has a charity and stuff that he did to help, you know, people in Seattle. But Russell Wilson, yeah, pretty high profile player, to be fair. Sometimes it's like lesser known, you know, they're not maybe the best player on the team, but they are doing the best outside of the team. But this case, it was Russell Wilson, quarterback moving on now from the news um we have some new games ideas little segments we want to have a try we're going to do them for a few weeks and see if it's going all right if we still have any content to produce i guess um i mean dom is laughing i mean you're the head of sport now you have to make sure that we have content you put in there if if just buy yourself, April. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to be amazing. And this is a new segment. You will like it. Um, so like firstly, it. we're going to go with like a better or worse situation. So for today, we're going to compare um, better or worse than the 2020 season. Uh, and the player for today is going to be Carson Wentz. Now, he did play with the Philadelphia Eagles last year. And people would say he did pretty badly. And now he plays for the Indianapolis Colts. And obviously they're hoping that he can improve and get back to how good he was when uh, he was an MVP candidate sort of in like 2018, 2019 kind of time. So I'm just going to read out his stats from 2020. And me and Dom are going to give an opinion if we think he could do better or if he's going to do worse, um, even worse, because it was a pretty bad uh, sort of starting place here. So firstly, the main one was he had 16 touchdowns in obviously 16 games okay so as, so we're going to go for obviously he's paying there's more games this season there's one extra game not a popular decision just it's too much football at this point I'm going to say he's going to get more than a touchdown a game I just think that new Colts offense is not the greatest it's not going to set the world alight it is probably better than what he had at Philadelphia also Indianapolis playing a sort of well, they play in a dome, so they don't get affected by weather the same way Philadelphia does. So playing on AstroTurf means wide receivers can run faster. He's, they're not going to suffer from, from cold. Carson Wentz will probably benefit from that. So I'm going to say that's going to be better for Carson Wentz. Okay, you make a lot of good arguments, but I am going to go with worse 
Um, I feel like the Colts do play with a lot of like running game and offensive line and stuff like that with running. Um, but also I am worried Carson Wentz might get injured. That's going to kind of influence a lot of my picks is that Carson Wentz potentially could get injured and he potentially is sort of like, you know, not a hundred percent right now, even to start the season. So I feel like 16 in 17 games is possible, but I am going to go with worse. And also then that creates some rivalry between me and Dom as well. Um, so the next one would be um, his interceptions in 2020. He had 15. So this is where he threw the ball and the opposition team picked him off. Um, pretty bad to have 15. Again, obviously in 16 games, 15 interceptions. So do you think he's going to do better or be even worse than that? Okay, I'm looking at his first few games. Rams, Titans, Colts, Dolphins, Ravens, Niners, Titans, Jaguars. Okay, Bills, Buccaneers, Patriots, Raiders, Cardinals. Those are just some of the games outside of his division. He's not winning. Those interceptions are going up. Those interceptions are going up. He played in arguably the worst division in NFL history uh, with the Washington football team leaving that division with a losing record. That is something that's only been done three or four times in a 16-game season. So I'm going to say he's playing a better standard of opposition. So whilst his touchdowns will go up because of the place he's playing in, I think he's, because he's also going to be the starting quarterback, playing more, I'm going to say he's going to be more interceptions in April. I think you're going to agree with me there. There's going to be- I'm very tempted to agree. I am. When you read out all those teams, I was like, gosh, this is really hard. Um, That's really hard. Really stuff. hard. Um, yeah. Especially to start when he's not going to be like fully fit. But mm. I'm, I'm, I am going to go with less. Um, so better. He's going to do better and have less picks because last year was like such an anomaly for him. Um, and also, I mean, I have down here, maybe it's an advantage, that 15 picks was the tied 34th worst in the league. So you can't get much worse than that. Like literally he was like one of the absolute worst in the entire league. And I feel like, you know, even if he improves a tiny bit and he has like 13 interceptions, I feel like it he is going to do better. For the Prince Harry lookalike, I don't think I can get any worse for him. <laughs> okay. And then the final one is his total overall yards. Um, in 2020, he had 2,620, which was 25th in the league. So not actually like at the very bottom, but still relatively low. Hmm. Well, okay, because of the answers I've given about playing in, in a dome, although he does have T.Y. Hilton, I'm going to say he's going to get more yards than that. I'm going to say he's going to be only a little bit more. I'm going to say he's going to be 20th in the NFL by the end of the season um, for yards. April, do you think he's going to be higher or lower? Or I'm going to go with... I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think he will get better because that is, yeah, pretty low. And like you said, he has quite a lot of weapons around him. I do feel like they are going to get some yards. So I'm agreeing with you on one, one of the points. Um, <laughs> so we will see, I guess. Um, let us know on the Instagram if you agree or not. Uh, it will be interesting if people think Carson Wentz could do better. Obviously, it's very much unknown at this point, but, you know, through the season, we'll see if he can actually get back to his like previous best I guess you know you said earlier about Harry Kane this is maybe like an equivalent to Deli Ali. like he was so amazing at some times and then kind of just dropped off and was not in the starting 11 for months and months um <laughs> so will he come back to be like as good I don't know carrying on with this sort of theme of predictions 
we're going to make some Super Bowl predictions, which before week one is very risky. It's probably going to be completely incorrect for both of us. Um, I'll start with this one. I'm going to go with maybe a bit of a standard boring pick, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs against the 49ers, um, a repeat of the Super Bowl from two years ago. Um, I obviously trust the Chiefs a lot. That is my team. I'm going to be, you know, a faithful, hopeful fan at this point of the season. And the 49ers, um, I really like their team last year. They had lots of injuries and everyone sort of come back. And also I really like Trey Lance. So once he gets the starting job, I can see them like, or even if they're alternating between the two quarterbacks, I can see them being really good and potentially making the Super Bowl. Okay. One thing I'll say, it is very hard to get to three Super Bowls in a row. Now, the Baltimore Ravens, I dislike them. I really do. I've made it very well known. I don't like how they stole a team from Cleveland. I don't like their kits. I don't like their attitude. But I'm going to say they're going to go that extra step this year. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. The Chiefs are going to just lose to Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson it is his time. The NFC, I don't want to say the Bucks because I absolutely fed up with Tom Brady winning. I think we made that very clear last year. We both, we appreciate the talent of the man. We are just fed up of seeing that talent. So I'm going to say, with everything that's going on in Green Bay, it's just going to be that perfect island mentality. And for the first time in 10 years, the Super Bowl champions will be the Green Bay Packers who beat Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson's just not used to the big occasion and he's going to have to wait another year. So that's my prediction. The Packers are going to win, but they will beat the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. Where's the Super Bowl this year again? Is it in Oakland? Oh no, at Las Vegas. Oh my God. Right, another thing, new NFL fans, teams can just move. Um, so we know Reese Davis loves MK Dons, but that wasn't really loved by the rest of It's the also football. not in Las Vegas. <laughs> not right, fair enough. We'll talk, we'll talk about the Raiders. We'll talk about the Raiders quickly. So if you've ever seen a logo with a man wearing a sort of pilot's hat with an eye patch with a knife in his mouth, that is the Oakland Raiders. Once you notice that once, you'll notice it quite a lot in a lot of roadmen wear it. So that is the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders and LA Raiders have all been the same team, but they're in Las Vegas now with arguably the greatest stadium in the world. Do have a look at that. It's an absolute mad stadium. But where is the Super Bowl? Is it LA? The Super Bowl is in LA, yeah. The new Inglewood Stadium. Um, It's the home of the Rams and the Chargers. So both of the two LA teams are going to be playing there and the Super Bowl is also going to be there. It's like also really new. So they're going to be like, you know, state of the art kind of show off this new shiny stadium, which makes sense, which is why it made sense with Las Vegas as well. But it is the I think it is next year because the next year is Arizona. I did also. But yes, I was trying to give you the assist of like, oh, it's only one year off, but uh, I can't find any that does the Raiders. (laughs) Don't worry. Anyway, your point about the Ravens, uh, back to Baltimore Ravens, making the Super Bowl. I'm very tempted to say that. That was maybe like my second, maybe more like realistic pick, not as a fan of the Chiefs, to say maybe the Ravens against the 49ers. So I think the Ravens do have a chance this year. Like they've been very close for the last few years. So maybe they can just go that extra step. One final new game, which as Dom said, I need to back myself with this game. It is going to be amazing. I don't really have a name for the game yet, which maybe is a problem. Um, but it's going to be basically kind of guess this player from these stats from 2020. So sort of 
I guess at this point, your general opinion of the player? Do you sort of be able to figure out who it is? And hopefully the clues will get easier as we go on. So hopefully by the end, Dom can get this. I've also picked someone I think Dom knows quite well. Um, hopefully well, Dom knows this player. Because now, now the pressure's on. And the pressure is potentially so on. Going on. Uh, right. Don't say that I'm meant to win this. You're not Just meant make... to win, but I feel like you have a chance. You have a strong okay, chance. No, don't say you have a strong chance. Say I'm an underdog. I like being the underdog in this Okay, situation. you have a 5% chance. I'll take that. I feel like the listener at home probably has more of a chance than Dom because he's putting himself down so much, but have faith. <laughs> so first stat is in 2020, this player had zero sacks. Okay. That, 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 that is a lot of the offensive teams. <laughs> uh, well, um, I'll give it away. They wouldn't name the number of sacks if it was an offensive I, team. I, so. I, okay. I thought that was a sort of mind game you put in there, to be honest. Zero sacks. I'm going to say Xavier Howard. Okay. Let's see what you think with clue number two. The total number of tackles from 2020 was 51. Solo tackles <laughs> and joint tackles. Joint tackle. Oh, I'm going to stick with Xavier Howard. I, I, I think he's yeah. That's the sort of level he'd be at. Yeah. Okay. In 2020, this player had 77 yards from interceptions. Okay, I'm stick because. Okay, so Xavier Howard got quite a lot of post. Yeah, because he got 10 interceptions, I think. So yeah, I'm going to stick with Xavier. Okay. This player's position is a cornerback. Oh, is he a cornerback or safety? Oh, no. Oh, April, describe to the listener what the difference between a cornerback and a safety is because I'm already having so sure. much Sure, so a cornerback <laughs> is the sort of defensive player who plays like one-on-one against an attacker um, and a safety is sort of the last line of defence sort of hiding at the back just in case anything slips through. Dom is literally looking up on his phone. Can you oh, not? Oh, <laughs> the amount of doubt that went through my head. Yes, he's a cornerback. Yeah, I'm sticking with Xavier Howard. Okay, and the final clue, probably the easiest clue of all, is that this player had 10 interceptions. Yes. Well, Dom one. got it on the first clue. I'm so I'm disappointed. So happy with that. There was a little look in your eye where you went, Oh no, that's that research is done. <laughs> I'm so happy with that. By next week, hopefully, we'll have a name. Oh, and if so anyone good. has any suggestions, absolutely submit them. And also, if anyone has any suggestions of uh, harder players so that I can get Dom next week, or I mean, Dom's probably going to pick someone I mean, possible now for me, isn't he? Cleveland Browns second kicker, because like, I've not got a clue there. But yeah, make it possible. And then maybe I think I'll have to test April on these. Might have to get some Kansas City players. But if you also want to hear us discuss like anything in particular and you want anything explained, we're always here. We're just really excited for the season to be back. And I think Ed Sheeran, I think he's, if you wanted to stay up and watch that game at 120, Ed Sheeran's doing a performance on Sky Sports. What his views on the are on the NFL, I do not know. I do not know. But there's a lot of famous NFL fans. And yeah, so who, who's the best example? I think Stuart Broad's one isn't. Isn't uh, what Sam Quack is a really big Kansas City Chiefs fan, so the new host of A Question of Sport. Um, Harry yeah, Kane is a fan. Harry Kane. Harry Kane's getting a lot of mentions today. 
Yeah, Harry Kane. This should be called the Harry Kane podcast for the NFL. Yeah, there's a lot going on with the NFL. The NFL UK have released a new show called Her Huddle, the first full female NFL show today. So that's quite exciting. The BBC's coverage, I think, is starting this weekend, is it? Uh, I'm not sure who's hosting it. Is it Dan Walker? Is it Chappers? I don't know, but Osio Manuro is on it, and I love Osio Manuro. He's the smoothest man in sports punditry. You can fight me on that. Mm, I'm not going to fight that for sure. Okay. So Dom <laughs> has just sort of given you a little roundup, but now we're just going to preview, uh, I guess, in a way, the final few parts of the podcast is previewing what's to come up. Dom, if you want to explain your little clever acronym uh, right. situation. I've had a brief moment of genius whilst painting chairs today. We're calling this segment the NFL, which stands for three things. N, new fans, look out for this. F, for sure win. And L, legend of the week. Now that's not forced at all. So April, what is your N? What should new fans look out for this week? I think new fans should just look out for everything. Just take it all in, absorb the atmosphere, enjoy the fact that football is back. And especially with the first game on Thursday night, obviously it's a bit of annoying time but if you're watching it on Saturday uh, on Sunday at 6pm just love the fact that football is back and just look out for the absolute madness that's gonna go down really yeah so the best way to watch it if you're a new fan is Red Zone that will be on Sky Sports Mix I think it's called uh, that's hosted by Scott Hansen energy in a suit from America it is amazing so is F, amazing. what is your for sure win it's for sure what, oh, what well, you do that. you have anything new fans should watch out okay, for? I'll go for my new. I'm going to say, look out for the way, who, who should we pick out? I'm going to say Mike Gesicki plays. He's a big tight end. Um, he is for the Miami Dolphins. If you like physicality in rugby, if you want to see good catching as in cricket, or if you just want to see absolute sprinting speed from the Olympics, it's all in one man. It's Mike Gesicki for the Miami Dolphins. So I'm going to say new fans look out for tight ends, but especially Mike Gesicki. What is your for sure win? Well, I'm not too sure if you want me to actually go for a game that's a for sure win, but it, I am anyway. Uh, okay. It's the 49ers versus the Lions. Um, and for sure, the 49ers will be winning. I think we need to clip that up because that was so well done, for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say for sure, I'm going to say the Cowboys are losing. I'm saying it's for sure. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are starting the season with a win. Now, who's going to be your legend of the week? What one player do you think is going to stand out? That's really hard because obviously we haven't seen anyone play this season. But I'm going to, I was tempted to go for Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to go for uh, Josh Allen because we haven't spoken about the Bills or anything about them, but they're a really good team from last year. Hopefully they can be good again for them and Josh Allen is their quarterback. I feel like, you know, he's made such an improvement if he can keep it up. And they're also playing a difficult team, which I feel like, you know, if you play well against a difficult team, that you played even better, really. So he's going to be potentially the legend of the week. Okay, hear me out for my legend of the week. Jimmy Garoppolo for the Niners. A lot of talk has been said about Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone does him down, but I think he is absolutely fine as a quarterback. A lot of bad words get said about him, but I think he's going to absolutely hammer the Lions for the San Francisco 49ers. He's going to be my legend of the week, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, maybe next week we'll do a like review, a review. legend <laughs> of the week and we'll change our mind for sure. So thank you very much for listening to our first episode. Hopefully you like it. Hopefully 
you're gonna maybe watch a little bit of NFL like Dom said on Red Zone on Sunday 6 p.m uh definitely the best way to watch the NFL um mm. and we'll be with you all season again as always you know keep it URN and thanks for listening <laughs>